Hello and welcome to episode 136 of the Boot Nerds Podcast. J. Mike, what's going on? Uh, you know, uh, as per usual, I'm pretty good. Uh, weather's getting better in Denmark, so that means that we don't have rain all the time, but only, let's say, five days a week. So I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm not mm. complaining. But uh, and, and also tournament football is back on, which means that we're, you know, the season has started. Love that. So, uh, mm-hmm. so that's great. I'm doing good. How are you, my man? Uh, you know what? Pretty well. Can't, can't yes. complain too much as per usual, but yes. yeah, lots of rain here. It's warming up. I'm in a good mood getting back outside again. Pitches are yeah. extremely soft over here, but I'm so over playing indoors. Um, I'm happy to be on natural grass for a little bit, even though yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I went out the other day to test the new uh, World Cup ball, which I'm really impressed with. I, I quite like it, but yeah, the, yeah. The, the pitch I was on was so soft that you'd plant your foot to strike the ball and your plant foot would sink, pro- sink probably like four to six inches. Like All I fe- right. I felt bad tearing up this field, but no one was there to stop me. So Wait, look, a man's got to do what a man's got to do. <laughs> right? And when, and when you have the world cup ball, it's, it's just, you know, you got to go, you got to yeah. go. But, but just uh, let me, let me know your quick thoughts about that before we get started. By the way, if you haven't seen it on the title uh, yet, uh, we are doing um, our five favorite speed boots ever, but we're going to get to that in a bit because mm-hmm. world cup ball go. World Cup ball, best World Cup ball that has been relevant to me since I've been alive, in my opinion. I, Ooh, I like it the way statement. it feels. I, I think it. I think your comparison to the Select Brilliant Super is a really solid one mm-hmm. in that it feels a lot more traditional than the last several, or at least all the World Cup balls that I've had the pleasure of using. Uh, it feels stable. I, I don't necessarily think it feels faster than any match ball we've seen so far. And that's something that Adidas really pushed in the marketing is that's their fastest ball ever. But it it's it's got the right balance of everything. And I like the more solid, slightly firmer feel that it has. It trends more towards, I think, the Nike style of match ball than it does the Adidas World Cup style of match ball, which is my, I prefer. But yeah, I, like, I, it's, it's one of those, it's, it's the first World Cup match ball in a while where I took five to 10 shots. And I'm like, you know what? This is, I know what this is going to do. Like yeah. I, it felt, I felt comfortable with it right away. Yeah, I, I think it's, it's a, it's a good ball. Having played more with it. I, I also, I still enjoy it. And for me, it's like the slightly uh, wilder, uh, slightly more unpredictable brother to the brilliant super. I mean, they're in the same, sure. that same predictable bracket, but it's just a little bit more, uh, you know, uh, how do you say it? Crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it takes it takes a little less to activate that craziness compared to the Brilliant Super. But sure, and but I like it's fine that the ball has a little bit of personality, but it's oh. not too much. And I think that to get that knuckle of yeah. that knuckle effect is more on the player now than it has been historically. Oh yes, which is good. Which, which is I good. think is a good thing for sure. And also, it's a much better looking ball in person. I was not super high on the look of it, but I think in person it looks great. That pearlescent finish they put on the yep. white it's in very particular good. It's very good. looks yeah. very nice. I agree. I agree. And it gets, I mean, as it is with all white balls, it just get. I've still played on AG pitches and it just, yeah. white balls are not born for AG pitches. It's the no. way it is. So yeah. that's just not a, a, a World Cup ball thing. But, mm-hmm. well, glad you like it. Uh, you haven't released a video on it yet, right? No, no, no. not yet. It should When's be going talking? up. Well, the day that we're recording this, it's going to go up. So that is uh, okay. So it will be online by the time uh, you see. By the this. time this video, this podcast goes live, yes, my review should be up. 
Unless I'm really, really quick. <laughs> Unless Jay is <laughs> super quick, which is unusual. <laughs> would be highly unusual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyways, um, before we also get started, I just uh, I just got this in the door um, when it dropped, and uh, I just thought, you know, uh, let me get your th- your take on it. Just uh, just a couple of words on the Predator Edge Plus Crystal Swarovski um, crystals. So. My pair should be here today again at the time of recording this podcast. We're, it's, it's funny. We do these podcasts and I'm always like a couple hours away from having whatever we're going to be talking about. <laughs> it's just how it works out. I don't know why. Awful timing. Awful timing. But anyways, I just from pictures, it it's it's unextraordinary in pictures. And I think the Swarovski crystals thing, a lot of people are hating on that as a collaboration we loved it when Nike did it with Gala Glimmer and the Silverware Superfly. And I think both of those stand out as like some of the most unique colorways of all time. Um, I just think that they they made a mistake in not making the crystal more of the star. Like I don't I don't understand the logic in making this busy camo pattern on the upper. Cause that to me, at least in pictures, maybe it's different in person. My, my eye is drawn to the camo pattern rather than the crystals yeah. on the stripes. Yeah. And, and I know what you're saying. I think it's an, it's a, it's a very fine balance, you know, a, a very fine line that they're treading here, you know, because you don't want to overdo it. You don't want to put people off with having too much bling on it. And, uh, and, and I think, you know, the stripes, okay. It's not, it's not a lot, but I'll, I'll take it right, but I I think you make a good point in saying that the camo pattern might be overkill just for this. I'd probably rather have kept it really clean and minimal and let the as you say let the crystals shine or glitter or whatever crystals mm-hmm. do. Um, and it's but, and, also and, and I, I love the camo, but I think it's super cool. Yeah, it's cool. But for me, it just I I don't want to play with with Swarovski crystals on. As I said in my Instagram posts. I'm just, you know, a 33-year-old um, balding uh, guy is just, a, I'm not the right guy to wear these, yeah. but the camo is, is cool. The camo is cool, but, but then I also look at that and immediately was reminded of the, was it the geometric colorway? It's oh, yeah. the same pattern, is, is it not? It's the geometric in camo colors. Which again, it's just like, you, you want me to like, oh, it's so special, but it's like you've recycled something that you just released yeah. two weeks ago. Yeah, exactly. And it's $350, which is, or euros at least, which is- Which is um, a lot of money, yeah. It's it's a lot of money. But but I, I will say one thing, and, and that is that this is the most jolter boot I've seen in recent years. I mean, he <laughs> loves camo, he loves bling. So if he's ever going to come out of retirement to review a boot, this would have been it. I say, um, yeah, just- but Josh, anyways, uh, we're here today to talk about uh, our favorite speed boots ever, basically. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's been a, it's been a fun list to make. And actually, it came from uh, from one of the comments from a guy called Marcus Allison, who um, who asked that question. And we figured, why not turn it into an actual episode? Because there's mm-hmm. a lot to talk about here. Now, I know that we've made our lists um, in a slightly different way. I think so. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, give me your criteria first. So, oh, so by the way, I, by the way, before we get started, um, since that you can now see that we actually we 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 see your questions and your comments, and we sometimes turn them into full episodes. Remember to leave your questions or your comments in the comment section right down below, because who knows, we might just be talking about yours next. And also, like the video if you're having a good time. Anyways, go on, Josh. Yeah. Sorry about so, that. when I hear top five favorite speed boots, and feel free to leave your own picks for this based on your own criteria down in the comments. My mind immediately goes to nostalgia and excitement. Uh-huh. Which uh-huh. which okay. football boots made me the most excited, whether it was when I was a kid or 
being a little bit older and having the chance to review all these different football boots. And I could easily make this a top 10 list. And I'm not even sure that if you ask me this question tomorrow, that my picks would be the same. But as it is right now, I didn't really care too much about wearability as it stands in today's current football boot market. I'm okay. just picking based on what my heart tells me are oh, the, wow. my favorite speed boots. That is that is beautiful. It is. But I'll, but also a little bit bullshit. Because obviously I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, you know, I, I thought of the same thing when, when, when obviously we decided on the topic. And I was just like, hmm, should I choose obviously the, the, the Merc R9s and maybe the Match Mercs and first Vapors, Vapor 3s, uh, OG F50 Addy Zero, maybe some of the Evo Speed Boots and, you know. And then I just thought, you know, can I can I justify? Have they, are they my favorite speed boots ever? What 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 defines favorite? And and right now for me at least, um, I would just say my favorite boots are the ones that I would go to my shelf. From all my seven hundred fifty something boots, I would choose those as mm-hmm. the ones I'm wearing for training tonight. Okay. So 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 you know I'm I'm it's nostalgia. Um, probably 10, 15%, but then the rest is pure performance. You know, okay. what, what still works for me and, and which feelings does the performance evoke in me? Okay. And I feel right. like I might, my, if I was basing my criteria on that, I have a feeling not knowing what your picks are, that my picks would probably be similar. Yeah. But- We'll see. That's the discussion I, I think these for the are, podcast. You know, we're going to touch on some, at least some, some universally recognized speed boots as uh, uh, some, yeah, they're recognized as some of the best ever. Anyways, mm-hmm. uh, my number five, I was a little bit torn on that because I, you know, uh, it's a little bit of a gray area because I don't know if we can define them as hardcore speed boots, but I wanted to say, because they are some of my, my favorite boots ever, the Morelli Neo 3 Beijing pants. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then I thought, hold on, wait a minute. We actually do have a, a Morelli Neo Beta that's a little bit more speed boot like, it's a little bit more minimal and nimble, and mm-hmm. that is the new two Beta, mm-hmm. which I also have on my list. So this is our only agreed upon boot, as far as I aware am aware. Okay, that's interesting. See, see, this is the thing. Uh, you know, it's a it's a relatively narrow fitting boot, and and we've told this story a couple of times. But when we went Japan together. Uh, we both got to test it uh, for a Unisport video. And I think you, at the time, loved it even more than I did. Mm-hmm. Um, it, because it's just got this super skin tight, very, very minimal feel where it disappears on your foot. But in a, you know, it sounds stupid to say, but it disappears in a comfortable way. Mm-hmm. Like, like, like it just, you get that, you get that secure feeling that, um, uh, it, it's almost like it takes your hand but in a way where you don't notice it at all when you're playing. It, 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 it's super comfortable. Yeah, I think for me, what I remember so much about that boot is being in Japan, not being much of a traveler. It's been, it had been a couple of days. We were on our feet recording for several hours in various other football boots up until that point in the day. And then we were the last shoot we were going to do was for this boot right here. And my my feet were killing me. I just was, I was over it. I was ready to go to the hotel and lay down. So the idea of putting on these super thin, super lightweight, minimalist SL version of a Morelia Neo that I already didn't find that comfortable at the time. Like it just, it didn't appeal to me at all. And then the second I put them on, it was, it was surprising relief in that it's such a comfortable football boot that had this 
wow, I feel like I'm running around in my socks. And I was Ooh, instantly cool. rejuvenated, re-energized. And honestly, I just think that's that's one of the most special football boots I've ever had on my feet. Yes. And 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 that's I, I totally agree with what you're saying. And it feels close to your foot. It feels fast because it's so minimal and still has, you know, it's not it, this is not the fastest tooling ever, but it, it does the job. So the fact that, you know, it really feels like a pair pair of ballet boots, ballet shoes, and, and, and gives me, you know, it gives me the vibes of those, you know, old materials. That, that you know, those really tiptoey. Uh, mm. boots you had back then. That sensation is what I'm getting in the Morelia Neo 2 betas. Um, so I definitely feel like they deserve a, a place on the list. Okay. That's, number five. I, I can't disagree. I really, really like those. Was that so, your number five as well? Um, I think I'd probably have that a little bit higher up my list. I haven't really thought about the order of which okay, fair of these. So I'm just kind of just going to name five. So we'll keep it at five. Although this is in no particular order. Oh, fair enough. Um, what I have here is a football boot that I had as a kid and actually had to sell because they were so uncomfortable. I couldn't actually wear them, but I love them. They're inside this box right here. They're actually a sample pair. And that football boot is the Nike Mercurial Vapor 3. I just, to me, this is, this is one of the football boots that made me so excited about football boots growing up. Like, yes. I, I just... The, the idea of something that looks as modern and as sleek and as, as dare I say, speedy as these do is just something that I think very few football boots have ever been able to achieve. And I think you can look back on Vapor 1 and Vapor 2, and those were both spaceships for their time. But I just think that the sleekness of the Vapor 3, the simplicity of the graphics, the way that it could potentially wrap your foot if you had the right foot for it, just... Unbelievable. The unfortunate part of this football boot is the the blister pads or the uh -huh. blister <laughs> lining that you have at the back here that just, for me, unwearable, so uncomfortable. Uh -huh. I would tape up my heels with like eight different layers of tape, hoping that somehow it would make it work. And it just and never, it never worked did. for me. It never did. No. Uh, I loved the implementation of visible carbon fiber. Um, oh. It has a carbon fiber shank on the inside as well. A lot of people don't realize that. The sole plate, the stud pattern, everything about this football boot just screamed technology to me. And that's, to this day, something that gets me excited about football boots. While it's great to have these old school things and something like a Morelia 2 is a football boot that I would pretty much choose to wear over just about anything right now. And it's a, that's as low tech as it gets in the grand scheme of football boots. Whenever something high tech comes out and something new, as far as a concept is concerned, that's what gets me excited about football boots still to this day. And yeah. I don't know. I just, I get that feeling every time I look at a pair of Vapor 3s. Uh, look, I, I think that's a very, very fair entry. And, and for me, you know, picking up on what you said, and tell me if you agree, but for me, speed boots have always been associated directly with uh, high tech and innovation. And, you know, they've kind of been the, the, the front runners of said innovation since, well, ever since the Merc I-9s came out, right? Um, and, and I just really, I just really appreciate that. And for me, the Vapor 3 is, uh, is, is like a, a, a tentpole boot as well. It's, it's, it's one of those benchmark boots that I, I've, I've put every speed boot I've loved up against uh, ever mm -hmm. since. Maybe not because it was the best uh, performing Vapor, because obviously you have the blister pad at, uh, at the end, yeah. but it had that, 
the, the fit in that, the way you connected with the ball, slightly thicker to the feeling than the Vapor 1s and 2s. Mm-hmm. Soft, yet, yet very responsive, um, and, and had a little bit more stability. It was very interesting boot. Would I wear it today? Probably not. No. But but I but I love all the experiences and those, you know, it's kind of an aha moment to wear those boots because a, a Mercurial all of a sudden felt, it didn't feel comfortable, but you know what I mean? It didn't feel as, um, it wasn't as stiff and you didn't have to sacrifice as much as you did with the Vapor 1s and 2s. You only had to sacrifice your heels, basically. Yeah, I just, to me, like, when this was a current model back in 2006, when you watched a match on TV, the Vapor 3 just stood out visually it compared did. to it everything else available colorway. at that time. Yeah, yeah, the launch colorway in particular, man. Whew. Just yeah. It just looks fast. It does. So it cool. Does. Yeah. Um, this is going to be a little bit uh, controversial uh, because my number four... Uh, is actually the Vapor 13. Okay. And um, and I had expected a slightly more surprised look on your face, but but I really wanted a pair of the newer materials um, on the list. And, and I do because I think that it's, while it's probably taken a, a slightly more uh, general turn, so it's a little bit more, uh, should we say, uh, mass appealing, than, than the Vapor 9s and 10s and 11s, mm-hmm. it's still a great speed boot, for me at least. I still enjoy wearing it as a guy who loves speed boots. And I think for me, while I, it, it could have been a toss-up between the, the, the 14s and the 13s, but I just think that the upper on the 13 is a little bit better, still very sharp on the ball, has good texture, super, super comfortable, very, very responsive tooling, and just gives you that sensation of that little extra, uh, you know, mental surplus that that I just love finding in boots. Um, yeah. So, so for me, I mean, again, it could also have been the Vapor 14. It's a great boot. But I'm probably going to say the 13. Uh, has, to, I, has to get a mention. I think that's a totally fair pick based on both objective performance as well as comfort in the Mercurial Vapor series. Mm. I think that strikes the best balance of everything. Uh, a little bit better than the Vapor 14 now that we've had some time to reflect on the changes Nike have made. And there's arguments to be made for Vapor 10. I know you're a big fan of Vapor 11 and stuff like that. But I don't think those match the Vapor 13 in terms of comfort. It's definitely the comfiest Vapor ever, yeah. Yeah. I I just think that Nike got everything pretty much right with those. It's it's one of those football boots that's really difficult to criticize. And yeah, for that reason, it is arguably one of the greatest speed boots of all time. Yeah, but but again, for me, you know, uh, come match days, uh, I, I'm I'm still rocking the Vapor 14s here and there. I, I mean, I, I think it's a great boot, and I would be just as happy to wear, <coughs> sorry, wear that as the 13. Okay. So what's next fair. for you? So I have another kind of <laughs> unusual pick, I would say. Although I think there's going to be a lot of people that will probably agree with me. I have the 2010 F50 Addy Zero with the leather upper. This to me. It was so cool to finally, you have it too in the same color. That's awesome. This to me, again, I don't think it's as comfortable as a lot of the speed boots that are out there now. And I definitely think there have been better leather speed boots since this one. Absolutely. The the latest leather Puma Ultra, I think was, is just what an outstanding football boot that just really flew under the radar. Unfortunate that it was a limited release, but this to me at the time 
to have something so much lighter than everything else, but then still have the comfort and the feel of leather spanning the majority of the upper, something that we still don't really get even from the leather speed boot options that are out there. Uh, just, it's such a cool product. It's, it's the one thing that the football boot enthusiast community was seemingly asking for for the longest time. And Adidas finally gave it to us as like a widespread release. I know a yeah. lot of people, if you've been into football boots for a long time, one of those like mythical football boots, I've never had a pair in my hands. I've never got to try a pair is the kangaroo leather version of the Vapor One. Super cool. I, I would love to have a pair one day. It wasn't as good as people say. No, but, I, I know it wasn't, know. but the idea of that was yeah, always yeah, like, yeah. wow, that is that is incredible to to combine the sleekness of a vapor, but the classic feel and comfort of leather. Sure, sure. That's something that everyone kind of dreamed about, but couldn't get. But this was a much better execution of, yes. of that concept. Yeah, and and I, I do agree. It's, it's a great boot. Probably not for me that wearable today. I just, you know, the stud pressure when I'm wearing it now is, is a little bit much and, you know, stability could be better, but definitely something I would still enjoy wearing. And for me, I brought it because it's an honorable mention. Uh, I, I had okay. to put it on the list and, and for me, way, way better than the, than the Sprintskin synthetic version of um, mm -hmm. of the OG Addy Zero. And something I think that's, at the moment at least, tell me if you agree, but it's a little underappreciated um, when, when we're talking, you know, classic speed boots that changed the game. Like many brands have tried to do something like this and obviously Mizuno have succeeded pretty well. They came out with the Morelia Neo, the first one in 2010 as well. We, we shouldn't forget that. I mean, the Adi Zero isn't revolutionary in that sense because Mizuno were, were also there uh, mm -hmm. like they were with the Morelia 2s or the first Morelias, right? So I think it's uh, it definitely needs to be on the list and it just goes to show Puma tried to do this with Evo Speed SL in leather. Also 150 something grams didn't work mm -hmm. as well as the uh, as the OGs, and that was six years later. Yeah, so, so yeah. You know, awesome football boots. Absolutely. Um, we stay in the F fifty Adi zero range for me, and uh, number three, and this was really difficult. I mean, again, could have been number two. F fifty Adi zero Samba two thousand and fourteen. Uh, what a fantastic football boot. What an absolutely fantastic football boot. To think that you could take a, a synthetic leather hybrid touch and slap on a speed boot and still make it feel like a speed boot should. Fast, minimal, sleek, close to the foot, light, but but you know, also very, very comfortable. Look at that, you know, the, the size of that toe box. It's so pointy. It's so low. And the overall silhouette of the boot is so fast. The way this feels are, uh, you know, the stud pattern, really one of the, the greatest stud patterns for me on, on an Adidas boot ever, apart from the messy, mm -hmm. the Gambit tracks tolling. Uh, fantastic. Uh, pretty responsive. Uh, just a great fit and, and gave you that that unique sensation of just being faster than everyone else. And I appreciated yeah, that. I think what was cool about that that boot in particular is the F50 Adi Zero series was starting to decline in popularity, I would say. And I, I think that's part of the fact that the Vapor 8 and the Vapor 9 were really good from Nike. Super Absolutely. competitive. Absolutely. Super competitive options. And uh -huh. while we just talked about the 2010 leather F50, I think every F50 after the original didn't change enough 
for a lot of people to justify staying with the line. And I think the leather models in particular really suffered in that there was just oh, less yeah. and less oh, yeah. leather than what yeah. was found on the original, which nobody really cared for. And I just think at that time, if you wanted a synthetic football boot, you were probably going to Mercurial. And the 2014 edition of the F50 Addy Zero proved that, hey, th- this this is a synthetic football boot first. And it. I, I don't think there's many people that would argue that the leather version in 2014 was better. Let's say that. Oh, no, 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 no. Right? No. I mean, they did make a... a, a or, you know, of a leather version of this for the pros, but that doesn't really count. Um, mm. But, but, but yeah, I, I, I mean, Vapor 8s and Vapor 9s, great speed boots. Like, like they're up there. And, you know, I just say that I have a Vapor 8 on my honorable mentions because it's, 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 it's a fantastic boot. Um, but this for me is just, it's better. It's genuinely one of the best speed boots I have ever worn. And, and still to this day, I can go out and I can really enjoy it. And it's eight years old. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah, crazy. That's it's so, crazy. Hit me. Moving on. Two more left for me. Um, I have another very much nostalgia-esque pick, and it's the Vapor 4 Elite. Hey! Vapor 4 SL, sorry. Surprise, surprise, surprise. I, I just, visually to me, this is, I, when I see this football boot, it just reminds me of my childhood. Yes. I, I love I know a lot of people were iffy on the whole lace cover thing at the time. For me, yeah. I thought it was one of the coolest things in the world. I don't okay. think there was a bad colorway of Vapor 4. And Correct. the carbon fiber sole plate with the carbon fiber heel counter, just, ugh. even though it added really, realistically, probably very little to the performance and it wasn't very durable. I had a pair, I've told the story on the podcast, finally got a pair in this exact colorway. It was the FG variation, however. I, I wore them it couldn't have been more than an hour and the sole plate cracked right in half. And it was, it was the saddest day of my life. Yeah. The, and, and you still probably got hella blisters from that hour. Cause that boot uh, was the blister machine. There, but there was something about the SL model where the yes, heels fit a little bit yeah. deeper and it was yeah. just, I can't say it was comfortable, but it was less uncomfortable and less True. blister prone True. than the regular vapor four. Yeah. 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 Definitely but, better, but still just, it just, to me, this, I look at this football boot and it screams technology and obviously carbon fiber would become a big thing within the Nike brand moving forward. And, uh, we don't see it anymore, which is a little bit unfortunate. The Adidas uh-huh. is now actually kind of dominating the carbon fiber game, but, uh, this is kind of the football boot that introduced this tech as like a major sole plate component that you could actually see. And for uh-huh. me as whatever, how old are, I probably would have been like 13, 14 years old at the time. I loved these. Didn't Puma introduce? They did. The V106 had, had a carbon, carbon fiber, fiber shank as well. Yeah. Plate thing. Yeah. But it was like, it was very, it wasn't carbon fiber like this. It was more of like the for show type of carbon fiber sure, in terms sure, of the sure, visual sure. Yeah, aspect. Yeah. Not that this isn't also that. I, I, from what I understand, there isn't actually a lot of carbon to this. It's mostly just resin and stuff like that. But yeah. still, nothing looks like this carbon fiber sole it, plate. It doesn't. It doesn't. Even not my number two, which also has carbon fiber in it, uh, mm-hmm. namely a Carbitex plate. Uh, and you guessed it. Uh, you guessed it correctly. That is the XP Flow Point One. And okay. I, I had a long, hard debate with myself whether this should be third. Or second. Um, but since we're doing, you know, 
nostalgia, it's it's not, of course, it's not on the list because it's brand new. Um, but but when we're talking performance, I mean, this is for me one of the the best toolings on a speed boot ever. Period. Full stop. I mean, it's it's no discussion for me. It's so snappy. The the stud configuration, the stud shape is is not the best ever. I think that's on a vapor, but uh, mercurial, but. It, it's it's definitely good enough, and 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 the responsiveness of this tooling is just it's absolutely outrageous, and the you know that mental um, boost it gives you when you push off, and it feels like you're flying off. Fantastic, the upper is insane. It's it's an insane upper. It's it's so it's so thin, so soft, and so so comfortable to wear for people, and and it has everything. For me, this is like the modern. Uh, this is the reincarnation of. The vapor. Uh, what am I talking about? The F50 Adi Zero from 2014 is like that. That is the next natural step. This is when Adidas have found the technology to actually take a proper next step, give it to give us the uh, the the sequel to that major success that the 2014 F50 Adi Zero was. So, so, so for that reason alone, I think it it deserves to be among the best speed boots that I have ever worn, because frankly, it is. Yeah, look, I think I think there's a lot of people that might watch this podcast or listen to the podcast and, and mention recency bias, but I think that we are currently living in what will be looked back on as another kind of golden age for speed boots. Because yeah. again, Vapor you, 13, X Speed Flow, I think there's a shout for the, the current Puma Ultra. Yeah. Is yeah. is is phenomenal. Um there's so many good options right now. And 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 here's the thing, technology is gonna is gonna since speed boots are technology driven, they will always, you know, that will keep pushing forward. There will be new innovations. And also because material innovation is there, uh, the brands will get better at things uh, like comfort and, 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 you know, weight distribution all around the boot to make them feel more balanced. You know, these things are just going to improve. And, and, and so I think it's, there will be some recency bias, but I don't think it's unfair. And you can correct me if, if you disagree, but I don't think it's unfair to say that boots you can't really say that, but objectively would be better today than they were 10, 15 years ago. Even sure. though we might have some sort of nostalgia uh, bias pointed towards those. Mm-hmm. Um, and <coughs> Sorry. And that for me alone is, you know, enough to say performance-wise, the XP flow feels just that little bit better, that little bit sharper. Like it adds a little bit more to my brain in terms of feeling faster on the first few meters mm-hmm. than the Adi Zero from 14 does. Mm-hmm. And I and I think that's a big aspect of speed boots that a lot of people don't consider. It's one thing to be objectively good, but if there's something about that football boot that makes you feel faster, mm. whether or not that actually affects you in a positive way is is difficult to say. But I think that mentality is a big part of sports in general. And if your boots yeah. are boosting your confidence, even in the smallest way, I can only view that as a good thing. But that's why you buy the boots, right? That's why you buy a certain boot because it makes you feel a certain way. It gives you that mental surplus that we talk so much about because let's face it, a speed boot's going to make you run faster even with carbon fiber in it than let's say uh, Morelia 2. No, it's not. You might be able to measure it in a lap, but no, it's not. I mean, let, let's, be, let's be honest. Um, at least that's, that's my take on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I do it for like the feeling because when I feel better, I play better. Yeah. But you, you're down to the last boot, right? Yeah. And this is where I struggled because I had okay. three football boots in mind, all Mercurials. Because I think we have to look at, if we look at all-time great speed boots, the Mercurial 
has been kind of the gold standard for most years. Um, the three I had in mind were the Vapor 8, I just mm. think is a standout in terms of technology feel. And it brought it back, right? Yeah, I love the look of them. They're just so cool. It was Vapor 10 and, yeah, yeah. was a model I really, really liked. Um, mm. and I think and that a lot one of flew under do. the... Yeah, it flew under the radar. And I just, I love the shape of that boot in particular. Okay. And then Superfly 4. Like that, that's mm-hmm. a football boot that I was just excited to play in because it was so unlike anything else we had ever yeah. seen before. Yeah. Um, and I ultimately decided on picking none of those three and going for the Puma Ultra. I think that this, nope. this is- That is the Flyknit Ultra. Flyknit Ultra, not the Puma Ultra. <laughs> it's the same- <laughs> They all blend together in my head. There's too many ultras these days. I could totally see days. you picking the Puma Ultra as well. <laughs> I could pick the Puma Ultra as well, but I, I Flying It Ultra to me, like this is, it's a shame that these were not a more widespread release. And I know, uh-huh. unfortunately, you never got to try a pair. Um, I did, but just not in my size. Just not in your size. Yeah. But I, t- I, loved, I loved the aspect of comfort. This to me relates a lot to something like a Vapor 13. Uh-huh. Which is funny because after this we got Vapor Twelve, which wasn't anywhere near as comfortable, and then Vapor Thirteen kind of trended back towards Flying It Ultra in terms of the feel of the upper, but the added grip with the rib texture and this kind of like almost dried hard glue on the surface that gave you that grittiness that we had never seen before on a Mercurial. This to me was like it was the combination of something like a Predator Instinct and a Mercurial all in one in a package that was lightweight, slim fitting, super aggressive traction, the anatomic sole plate. It just, it, it has everything. And like that colorway in particular is just, yeah, it is outstanding. It's, it's like, such it's a one of the, good It's pair. one of the sexiest looking Nike boots they've ever mm-hmm. made. And they've made a lot of good looking boots, but yeah. that and is it, phenomenal. And it's so simple. And again, it's, it's a, such a shame that this was just limited to four different colorways, yeah. all black as well. I would have loved to have seen this in some different color, uh, different colored uppers. It would have been really cool. Yeah. But man, what a good pair of football boots. White, black, and gold, man. I can't even, I can't even, I can't. Yeah, that would have been crazy. Um, speaking of of uh, good looking, no, before before we get there, number one, let me just throw a few honorable mentions. Obviously, Bay Parade, F50 Adi Zero Leather from 2010. Also, the, the Puma Ultra, I think it, it deserves a mention. It's not the mm-hmm. top of my list because of the shape. It doesn't really match my foot, but I can appreciate that it does so many things right. And it has that feeling of an old school vapor, but without the problems. Um, so I understand why you love it so much. And also like, mm-hmm. I know it's not a speed boot, but I just, I just want to throw it out there, right? Morelia DNA. Okay, yeah, I, sure. Like I have, actually been, I have actually been alternating between my Morelia DNAs and my Morelia Neos just because, you know, whenever I feel like a little bit, you know, a little bit more cozy and slow on the day, and I just want to also have a, like, a good, comfortable time, mm-hmm. I just jump into the Morelia DNAs. It, they are. It's funny on that, because I recently did a video on Morelia 2s, uh-huh. which just has the regular, very old school looking soul plate sure, and stud sure. pattern of a Morelia. But due to just plastics technology advancing as much as it has and all the brainwashing that's been done through marketing, there's not actually much of a weight difference between a made in Japan Morelia 2 and the current Vapor 14 Elite. We're talking a couple of grams. Yeah. Which is crazy to think, yeah, but is. a lot of people don't realize that. It is. And when with uh with you know with the neo tooling on, mm-hmm. it's even lighter. Mm-hmm. So uh, so yeah, I just you know, 
It's just uh, I, I just wanted to mention it because I've been wearing it a lot lately, and I I, I really appreciate it for what it is. So uh, yeah, so yeah. But my number one, uh, take a guess. Oh, take a guess. I'm gonna say it's got to be a mercurial. It's got to be. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say vapor eight. For some reason. That was an honorable mention. Oh no, it's gotta be Vapor 11. That's dumb. Vapor 11, of course. <laughs> it's gotta be Vapor 11. It has to be the Vapor 11. Yeah. Um, I mean, for me, this is a boot. I've been wearing it regularly. I uh, wore it like a couple of weeks ago just for training because why not? And it just reminded me of how, how awesome this boot was. It was stupidly light. I think 160 something grams. Uh, this, this, this tooling was the first time we saw that anatomical um, tooling from Nike. Still, still feels really good. Um, I love that it's just chevrons all the way. Just pure mayhem in terms of, of grip. Very, very good uh, snapback as well. Super responsive. The stin upper, it's, it's soft but has good enough hold to make it feel, you know, there's, there's decent lockdown, the foot follows your, 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 your foot well. The shape of the heel, that, uh, that, that tongue that's actually connected to the boot, but still feels like a classic youth throat. Love that. And then just this super, like it's almost, it's almost naughty how pointy that thing is in the toe mm -hmm. box. And for my low volume foot, it's absolutely perfect. Little bit of a ripped sensation as well on the, on the ball, you know, from the texture. It's just, like, like I should have I should have bought like 10 pairs of these more when they were out back then because this is this is the best speed boot ever made, in my opinion. Like it doesn't okay. get better than this. This is a peak speed boot uh for me. There's yeah. no way and they could top that. And it's funny to me how that you can rank that so highly in the speed category when it's seemingly one of the more simple mercurials in terms of components. Yes. Like you, technology, you can't say it's low tech. No. Because I think there's a techno, technology aspect to everything, regardless of whether or not it's it's visual. But I just think in terms of like the simplicity of how many elements comprise that football boot, it's a straightforward one-piece Tasian synthetic upper, a little bit of texture on the surface, and what is more or less kind of a one-piece sole plate. Like they yeah. didn't, there's not a lot going on in the history of Mercurials where they've had all these different elements, holes in the studs, carbon fiber, split sole, no split sole, different types of tongues, collar, no collar. Like it's, it's super simple. And, and it just feels like this, uh, we, we talk about DNA a lot and, and, and it feels like that it, Nike just looked at the first couple of Mercurials and just said, okay, one piece upper, fast sole, no bullshit. Let's just, Let's just make the best boot we can. And they, you know, they basically just took the Vapor 10s, which are great boots. And for me, mm -hmm. just made them a little bit thinner, updated the shape. So for me, the shape is perfect. Uh, I found the Vapor 10s to be a little bit too rounded in the toe box, but, but that thing, nah, man, that slaps. It's, it's absolutely awesome. Mm -hmm. but, but hey, guys, that was a lot of boots, uh, lots of different opinions and different angles on, on what is a good speed boot. But let us know what you think in the comment section right down below, whether we've completely lost our minds or, you know, what do you think? What do you think? Uh, Josh, I think we've got a few questions that we, um, we should run over. Um, from Alejandro, best leather Addy Zero. I mean, it's, it's a given if you've watched the top five. Just wanted to bring it. Should I just make a leather X? Best leather Addy Zero. Um, uh, first one. Yeah, I guess it's got to be the original. Yeah. I guess it has to be. 
Yeah, at least retail uh, versions. Should I just make a Leather X? Uh, I'd love to see it. Yeah? I'd like to see it. I mean, why not? Um, yeah, yeah. It would be fun to see an actual, just like the the Pred Cobb X, but just, you know, that pure lovely leather on on, on the Carbitex tooling. I'd love that. All right, look here, bold, bold statement, but I think if they did a leather version of the Speed Flow, it would by far be their best leather football boot in the modern lineup. Uh, yeah, and it would probably be... <laughs> by far. It would probably also be their best boot by yeah, far. Yeah, probably. Um, so uh, let's take 10% and run. 10% You're and welcome. throw in some crystals. Crystals, yeah. Oh, we want the crystals. Can we get the 10% <laughs> in crystals? That'd be great. Um... <laughs> Right. Uh, I just wanted to, um, but before we end, obviously there's a lot of questions. We're going to save those for, for the next episode. Uh, I just wanted to throw in, you remember the last episode where we got uh, Mohandas Radford Jr. asking us the questions about um, the Copa Mundial and the full revisions. Actually, he gave us five. Um, okay. So, number one, the molded stud count was reduced from 13 to 12 for better traction and less mud clogging. Number two, the eyelet pair count was reduced from eight to seven, so it's easier to adjust your laces. Number three, the liner was changed from cambrel to nylon, reduced overstretching. Didn't know that. Um, number four, the leather heel counter wrap was extended to cover the base of the stripes, increased support and durability of the stripes. And number five, the lace placket edge, no idea what that is, was reinforced with the double stitch in place of the previous single stitch. And mm. I'll be honest, you know, my English isn't strong enough to even remotely understand what a placketage is on, on, on the laces. So um, if, if I had to guess, I think it's the strip that runs along the laces where the holes are as like a second layer of leather to prevent the holes from stretching too much. Right. That'd be my guess. That makes sense. Yeah. But I'm not sure. No. Um, okay. does, does he mention what year these changes were made? Or were they made individually over time? He doesn't mention, but I guess, Mohandas, if you're watching this, since you're like yeah. an encyclopedia of, of Copa information, of Copa, please share yeah. with us, were they made all in one go? Or or I, I would assume that they've been made over the years, but uh, I'm just, I'd be really interested. Yeah, I'm just curious because I think we, we talked about it in the last episode. I, I, don't, I don't think I've ever had my hands on a Copa beyond like, 2010 2009 production uh -huh. so I, I just feel like if either one of us had a pair of copas in our hands that were older that didn't have like i would notice a liner difference i would certainly notice an extra stud sure. like there's things i would i would pick up on and i've never seen these things and i think the issue if you've ever tried to go back and research football boots older than 2000 and i would say 2000 yeah. Older than 2000, there's such little information out there on the internet. Like, even, you know, even from, I mean, I obviously remember, and you probably do as well, I remember much of the tech on, on let's say, boots up to 2006 even. But there's yeah. just nothing available. Yeah, um, if you try to go, yeah, back of 2006, like it's, it's, crazy. it's almost pre-internet marketing, right? So, we so there's need, just very little out there. We need to on the knowledge of people like Mohandas. Uh, much appreciated that you're stopping by the Boonos podcast. Uh, it's, uh, it's a gift to all of us. So, so please keep the, keep the, the info coming. Uh, we love that. <laughs> Absolutely love that. But anyways, guys, uh, that was uh, our favorite uh, five speed boots 
five favorite speed boots of all time. Uh, now, obviously, if you have any comments or suggestions or questions, please leave them in the comment section right down below. Make sure you like the video if you had a good time. And of course, also, you can go and subscribe to all of the channels, the Bootnose Podcast, Josh, uh, JMI on Unisport, all that stuff. Click the, the bubbles around our heads. And of course, also, you know, I'll come back next time when we do episode 137. And with those words, I've been J Mike and I approve this message. See you later. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening and watching.